everyone, this is Larry from WSTrades.com. This podcast is about trading stocks and stock options. Any information in these podcasts should not be construed as advice. It's for educational and entertainment purposes only. We are not financial advisors. Hey everyone, it's Larry and James from WSTrades.com doing our weekly update podcast. How's it going, James? It's going pretty good, man. How are you doing? Doing all right. Uh, you want to go over your trades from last week? Yep. So I did not have any closing trades this past week, um, but I did have a few openers. Um, on SPY, I sold a call spread. It was a four wide. Uh, 459 is the short call, and that is for the October monthly, so expiring October 15th. Um, I also sold a put on Jets. They were getting beat down pretty good recently, and I just kind of wanted to gamble on the put side and just figure they're not going to continue to get beat down. So um, I also sold something for the October monthlies there. Um, It was the 21 put. Let me take a look at that right now and see how that thing is actually doing so far. So the 21 put, yeah, I'm up a little bit on that one right now like 15% profit at this point. So that one's going okay. Um, What else here? XLV, geez, this is the healthcare ETF that burned me in August and they have been cooking pretty good. Uh, My September position, I think is a little bit in the money. Let me see here. Oh, well, it's a couple bucks in the money now. So for September, I've got the 135 as my short and they're at 136.85, so uh, that one's kind of burning me right now. But I figure they're not just going to keep ripping, ripping, ripping. So that's why I went uh, for October and sold another call spread there, just figuring at some point they've got to cool off. Um, so that one is uh, five wide, and 137 is the short. Um, And then XBI, this one I went on the put side. I want to say they were getting beat down pretty good too. Let me pull up XBI really quick. I'm pretty sure they were getting hammered for a while and then they started to rebound. Um, Yeah, so they were up to like 174 at one point. That was earlier in the year. And then it was a pretty fat sell-off. They went all the way down to like 118 a couple times. And now they've rebounded and they are above the 21 day exponential moving average. So they seem to be cooking pretty good right now in the short term. So um, I kind of figured the put side might be pretty safe there. So I sold a four wide uh, 127 is the short. So I was probably about a 30 delta on the short put and then uh, DIA. I sold a call spread. It was a four wide. Uh, This is for October 15th as well. And 360 is the short. So I think that was about a 30 delta. Um, So those were my opening trades from this past week. Nice. Uh, Yeah, I had a pretty crappy week. I went one for three on the trades that closed this week. Um, I went max profit on AZN, which was a... Put spread, I believe. Yeah, put spread. Um, QS, I went partial loss on that. They had a call spread on them. And they were doing pretty good for, uh, I 
I don't know, I'd say the first almost week that I had the uh, the trade on. And then just the end of the week, they started cooking and it was my spread was completely in the money. Then it dropped out uh, to just the short was barely in the money. And I just didn't like the way they were acting. So I ended up closing it a day early on Thursday for a uh, I believe it was a 50 percent loss on that. But I'm glad I did because uh, they ended up cooking through my uh, my strikes and I would have went max loss on it had I not. And then the one that really freaking killed me was my BMY um, call that I had on them. And they just I should have known I was playing off a of trade line or trend lines and they started to break through it. And I was like, well, I mean, they're right at it. They're just below it. And then, like, two days later after they did that and I held on, it, they just freaking died, man. It was, it's a disgusting-looking candle. And then I, you know, stupidly thought, well, you know, with that big of a sell-off, I'm going to hold on because they got to come back today. And, of course, they didn't. And towards, I believe, Friday they made a tiny run. So I didn't go uh, max loss on it, but it was damn near close. I want to say it was like an 80% loss or something or 70%. So... Yeah, that call crushed me. And then got into two new trades. Pull up my orders. Uh, yeah, I went long shares of uh, MVIS. Uh, they look like they've kind of been uh, trading sideways for a while, so I went long. Immediately set up my uh, stop loss, so I know you know what my max loss is going to be if I if they do end up dying. What else did I do? Oh, I got into a uh, call spread on Zillow that's working great right now. I'm up uh, almost 50% on it right now. So that expires this Friday. So hopefully, you know, keep on dying off or just hang around where they are for all I care. As long as they don't keep on pumping because it's only uh, like $1.50 out of the money right now. And that was all of my trades. So you uh, sold the call spread on Zillow? Yeah. What's the ticker on that one? Z. Oh, it's just Z? Uh, yeah. they're, they're one of those, like, is an AT&T, like, T. Yep. <laughs> like, Ford is F. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, so they were, yeah, they've been getting beat down pretty good. Oh, man, they've been getting beat down really bad, like, all the way back to January, February, when they peaked there around 208, and geez, it's been pretty much a downtrend. Uh, they've been making lower lows since then. So, yeah, that's looking pretty good to me. Um, looks like they're yeah, still like, below the 21 on the daily. Yeah, that's why I ended up putting a trade on them, because look how well they respect that 21 uh, EMA. Like, it's only gone through it like one time when you were like, oh, I don't know if this is going to keep rocking or if it's going to, you know, come back down. There was like one time in the past, I don't know, what is that? Five, six months where it didn't respect it at some point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They were pretty much trading right at that and then tried to get above it a few times and yeah, it just didn't work out. So yeah, that looks like pretty good. I mean, if seeing that long term downtrend, uh, yeah, selling a call spread on them kind of looks like a, Good idea. I was looking at, uh, is it Microvision, the MVIS? Pull that one yeah. up again. Uh, yeah, so they, man, they're hanging right at that 21. It's funny, on the daily, I see one red dot. 
I guess on Wednesday. So they squeezed for like a day. <laughs> and then I don't know. I guess that's a fire. Well, not really a fire. Well, I guess it is a maybe you would call it a fire, but it was only like a one day squeeze. And then the last two dots are like green. But man, the one from Friday is like non existent. Like I can't even see the color on it because it's just like a doji or something. It's like a red candle on the daily. But geez, that's like a fl- about as flat of a day as you can have. Yeah, and it, it looks exactly the same on the weekly, too. So that's why I'm thinking this is a good spot to go long on them. Yeah, they're hanging above the 21 right now. So, um, and in the short term, they're definitely a little bit of bullish price action there. So, cool. Yeah. All right. So, the topic I wanted to go over today uh, was conditional orders and how you can use them uh, to your advantage to kind of help out uh, when you're trading. And uh, like super basics, there's two types of orders you can do. And uh, one's a market and a limit market. If you put in a market order, you get filled at whatever the stock or ETF is trading at at that exact moment. So, you know, even if you send in the order and doesn't get executed for a couple seconds if the price went up or down a little bit then uh you're going to get filled at whatever it's trading at limit order limit order is you set a limit to how much you're willing to pay uh or sell whatever you have uh so say you know you if apple's trading at 100 bucks and you want to put a limit order in you're like okay i want to buy apple but i'm not paying over a hundred dollars and ten cents then you put in a limit order and it won't get filled unless it gets filled at whatever limit you set um but the conditional orders and why i want to talk about this is i uh started doing it more on some stocks and i actually have a couple set right now and uh there's a stop order which is you set a fixed price and it'll trigger a market buy Uh, Say if you're trying to, again, buy Apple, then you would set a stop order and say, again, like you think Apple's going up. You're like, I don't know if it goes above one hundred and ten dollars, then I think it's going to hit one hundred and thirty. So I'm going to set my uh, stop order to buy if it hits one hundred and ten. So you would set your stop order. And as soon as Apple hits one ten, boom, it triggers a market buy. Uh, stop limit is the same thing, but just, you know, just like the difference in market and limit orders, you would set a limit. So, you know, say Apple hits 110 and you set the limit order of 110.50. Then as soon as Apple hits 110, your order goes in to buy uh, at or below uh, 110.50. And you can do you know stops are the same way setting up stop losses everyone knows that i think that's the more common thing is um like my microvision i have a stop set right below one of the uh lows that they they had so i'm gonna give it time to kind of come back down and make a move higher if it if it can you know cool if not if it as soon as the price hits my stop level which is at uh twelve dollars and fifty six cents then my order gets sent in to sell right there. So it's a way of protecting yourself. And let me pull up AMC because I've got a 
order in for AMC right now because I've been looking at them from doing the uh, the videos, and they're trading off these fib levels pretty good. So they kind of they made that big move up on the thirty first. Is that the thirty first? Yeah, the thirty first, I guess, and then kind of died back off the next day, and now they're kind of consolidating between the twenty three point six percent fib level and the thirty eight point two level. So I have an order in right now that if uh, it's a stop limit order, if AMC goes above that twenty three point six level, which is at uh, $44.82. I actually put it at 45 just to round it off to make sure it was making the move up. As soon as AMC goes above that level, that's going to trigger my order to go long shares. And um, I'm just thinking that they're going to travel back up and test that high that they just now made, that 48.24. So that's a good way to, you know, you don't have to stare at a chart or, you know, set alerts like, oh man, if this thing hits a certain level, then I think it's going to go longer. This is a way you don't have to deal with any of that. You you know you already have your orders in place to to go. So if you know like for me, if AMC hits that price target, boom, my orders in, and I'm going to be long AMC. Nice. I was just checking out AMC there, and uh, yeah, they recently were down around that thirty level, and now, geez, like you're saying, they're almost up near forty five. That's like a 50% pump in just a few weeks. So definitely seems like the bulls are uh, rocking that thing right now. And uh, yeah, the way it's going in that very short amount of time with that kind of a bullish price action. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they headed up there and wanted to test around like 60 or seven, you know, that uh, high back in early June, it looks like it hit almost $73. So um yeah, so with those kind of orders, um, I've done some before. I think when I was doing some day trading, which I don't do a lot of anymore, but I know I was using quite a bit the uh, OCO order. So it's one cancels the other. And kind of what I would do, like let me pull up like space as an example, because I always revert back to that stock for all my examples. Um, what I would do is like, they're trading around 24 right now. I would uh, put in a buy order to grab shares, like let's say at 24 or market, whatever it is right now. And then I would define a stop loss order and then I would define a take profit order. So if I got in, let's just say at 24, I could put in a stop loss at 20. So if I was grabbing 100 shares, that would be a risk of like 400 bucks. And then I could put in a take profit sell order um when they hit 30 so i could have like an even risk reward ratio there if they pump uh well actually sorry that's not right that would be 28 dollars. so if i set it at 30 that'd be like 600 dollars profit so um if they pumped and blasted off and hit 30 um my sell order would trigger there and i would dump the shares at 30 i'd be at a profit of 600 dollars, and then the stop order um to sell down at 20 dollars uh, would get canceled. So that's why they call it like one cancels the other. Um, but I know I used those a lot and it just gives you that defined, uh, you know, loss, like which point you want to get out. If the price hits this certain level, you know, I'm getting out. And if the price hits this other level and goes up, I'm getting out at this profit level. 
Now, it's not always perfect. Sometimes when the market is moving like super fast, I mean, you do have this OCO order in, uh, but sometimes you have, I think they call it slippage or something. You may not get filled exactly at that mark. If I had a sell order in at like 20 and, uh, or let's say I was a little higher up in price um, uh, and I wanted to sell, uh, let's just say when space was cooking around 35 or something, let's say I had a stop loss in around 30 for my OCO order. Sometimes when the market starts to dump hard, like when Branson sells his 300 million worth of shares, <laughs> you, you won't always necessarily get filled right at that point you want. So you could you can have a general idea um, that you're going to get out if you're doing some type of a market order, um, you know, right around that 30 level. Um, but, you know, of course, if you do a limit, you're kind of more open uh, because if people aren't buying at your price and you've got a limit sell at 30, you're stuck and the stock keeps dumping and going lower and, you know, you're never going to get filled. So a lot of times I would put in that stop loss side of the order at market just to get out, even though it wasn't exact. I didn't want to be caught like, you know, holding the shares as this thing dumped or like gap down or did something crazy below my stop order. Um but it was a nice way of just like from the very start, you know, uh, having those two conditional orders in there. And it just gave me an idea like, you know, I'm going to lose about this much on this trade if it goes against me and I'm going to profit, you know, this much on this trade if it goes in my favor. So the OCO is definitely something I used a lot. Yeah, I think they're they're really underused by newer traders because they just uh figure they buy or sell like they know what a market and a limit is but they don't know the like conditional uh side of it and you can do it with options too i don't know if you can do it with options on uh robin hood or uh weeble or any of those but i know td you can set up you know the same thing stop losses and uh even trailing stops and stuff like that on options so it's just a really good way to uh kind of make you stick to your plan and which you know i should be doing more because i've done it like twice in the past few weeks where I had a plan going in, but then let my stupid brain uh, tell me that something, you know, isn't, you know, I shouldn't stick to my plan because it's, you know, it can go the other way and I ended up losing money each time. So doing OCOs and uh, setting up your stop losses immediately and you, you know, your take profit targets, it's a great way to make you stick to your plan and, makes you a better trader in my opinion because you know the more you start thinking about stuff uh the more you're probably going to screw things up like i forgot to mention about the trailing stop but you can do that too for like uh taking profit uh you could a trailing stop order is a stop order but it will trail your price up so you know say you're long space and uh they're trading at what is it like 2438 right now and they start pumping, then you can give it, you can do either percentage or dollar amounts uh, or increments on these. And you would say, okay, uh, space is up 5%. I don't want to lose that much more. So I'm going to set a 1% trailing stop on this thing. And as long as space doesn't come down and hit that 1% and keeps going higher, then it keeps on dragging your stop loss up as the price goes up. So, you know, you wouldn't lose more than that 1% if things started dumping uh, afterwards. 
Yeah, for sure. The thing I learned on the trailing stop is to give yourself a little bit of a buffer. I've seen some people recommend like, um, you know, a certain range or uh, maybe like one ATR. Or I don't know, like you're saying, you can do uh, percentages, you can do dollar amounts. I learned after getting burned to give enough room there for a little bit of selling to happen like if i'm going long um i've done it before where like i went long something and then i set a trailing stop and it was way too tight and it hit it like very quickly and i dumped my shares at a, at a loss and it was a small loss because i made it so tight but it dumped my shares and then it rocketed and i was like Man, dude if i just would have left like a little more room in there i would have had fat profit um and it was sometimes uh I want to say that even happened with a standard stop loss too. Like if I put in like even like the OCO order and I was just too tight on the bottom side of my trade and where I wanted to get out, you know, to cover myself with kind of a stop, um, you know, it got me there with the OCO as well. So like, yeah, on the trail stop, you definitely want to give it like a little bit of wiggle room. You don't want to make it too tight because a lot of times, um, you'll get in, you'll go long. And then if it's just a small dip and your stop, you know, your trail stop or your stop loss order is too tight, you're going to be out of the trade really quick. And then it's probably going to go to the moon. Yeah, that's a very good point. I've done that a few times when I first started trading, I was like, okay, I'm going to set this trailing stop. And I, I want to say it was at like 1% and things were looking good. And then all of a sudden this, you know, 1% dump happened and Actually, no, I think I was using dollar amounts and I didn't give it very much room at all. And this thing like almost immediately stopped me out and then continued higher. So, yeah, like you're saying, give yourself some room for it to run around like, you, yeah, you might lose more money, you know, if it does just die off. But you just, you know, you have to go into the trade knowing that you might lose that much anyways. And, you know, don't be scared to let stocks, let it, you know, run around up and down, you know. Nothing travels completely sideways. So give yourself a little buffer. You're obviously, if you went long something, you're bullish on it anyways. So give it a little bit of room to move around so you don't get stopped out. Yeah, for sure. And if you're not over leveraging too much, you can do that. And, you know, it's not going to hurt you. Like if you're taking all your capital going into one penny stock and you're setting like a super tight stop loss order, um, you know, because you just can't afford to lose uh or have a big move down you know that's that's what probably why sometimes people might set too tight of a stop because they're super over leveraged and like they don't want the thing you know to drop uh two percent or five percent because it could you know crater their account or take a big chunk out of their account so as long as you are dedicating like a small amount of capital towards the trade and not putting too much into the trade you can give yourself a nice range on the downside. And if it sells off and it goes down and hits that level, you know, you get stopped out, whatever, you know, the trade didn't go your way, you'll live to see another trade. But if you're, you know, taking way too much capital and then, uh, you know, you set a stop loss and it hits it and, you know, you take like a 20% hit to your account or something, um, you know, that's gonna be tough because like we were saying, you set it too tight for whatever reason, you could miss out on some pretty fat gains. Yeah, that's another really good point is that's why you would 
set such a tight stop is if you were over leveraged because like i said if you're going into a trade and you set your stops up then you already know that you're potentially going to lose that much money but if you're over leveraged then you could definitely have the thought that you know oh my god i can't lose more than you know two percent on this trade so i'm gonna go super tight and then you know look at any single chart none of them are straight up none of them are you know straight down there's a lot of movement in between and you know if you're setting yourself you know too tight then you're gonna end up getting stopped out way more than you should yeah for sure man all right uh did you have anything you were looking at getting into next week yeah i got a few tickers here that i don't think i built out the october positions on i think i was looking at efa Man, that one's burning me on the call side for September. Hopefully that thing kind of cools down, but I don't have a trade on for that one uh, for October yet. Uh, EWZ, I have September positions on there. I think I have two positions on because, man, they were getting beat down so bad that I sold another put on them, but I do not have an October position. And then looks like FXI, I'm already there. Um, GDX. Uh, might go with something there on the put side because they got beat down pretty good. Um, along GDX with Gold? Yeah, and they had a pretty good beat down. So that's why I sold a put on them for September. And Gold's kind of rallying a little bit. So I might do a trade there. And then um, ICLN, that might be another one. I might go on the put side my September uh 22 put looks like it's probably going to go max profit unless something crazy happens it's worth like two bucks so um icln might be another one for this coming week nice um let's see i had actually let me pull up the the charts but uh one that you just mentioned was ewz they came down on friday and touched that super long-term uh trend line that you had pointed out so I'm going to keep an eye on them, uh, see if they respect it again. Because, I mean, right now the RSI is not too bad, like where it was when I went long last time. It's pretty much just a little bit over uh, or below the middle 43. But they're still trading off that trend line for now. So I'm going to keep an eye on it. If it does make a move higher, I'll go long on them again. Um, PLTR, I'm not. this isn't a right now trade. This is a coming up soon possibly trade um i made a video for the youtube channel about them and they've been trading off of this uh price level the heck is it at? it's like 2750 they've been trading off of that they'll come up and hit it and then bounce down like two atr come up and hit it again and right now they're just about to hit it but i don't think i i'm more than likely going to be selling or buying a put or selling calls on this because RSI is really close to overbought. Uh, momentum is just starting to track down on Friday, but it seems like they used a lot of energy trying to come up to that line again, so I don't think they're going to cross it. But I do have an alert set on that price level that if it does cross it, I'm more than likely going to go long because I guarantee there's a bunch of people that shorted this thing at, that are looking at that same line. They're like, oh, okay, it's coming up. It doesn't matter. It's going to die back off. And if it crosses that line, then I'm thinking this thing is at least minimum going to 30. More than likely, uh, we're going to go back up to 35, 40 possibly, because it's just been 
tracking that that trend line so perfectly. As soon as it breaks through, shorts are going to cover like crazy, guaranteed. Um, what else? Man, this is dude. Pull up this chart. L B T Y K. L B T Y K. Liberty Global. Yeah. It doesn't look. It actually doesn't look that bad on the uh, the daily on my computer, but on my phone, this is when I saw it. I was like, "Holy sh- dang! This thing is like just going perp- perpendicular." It was just. It looks like it's going straight up and down, like and not stopping. But I mean, you see these wild freaking moves they have. Oh, and I, got this, <laughs> I got this trend line drawn that goes from that low on uh, seven nineteen. Mm-hmm. And it touches all of those lows so far. So I got yeah. an alert set up on this thing that as soon as it breaks through that, I'm going to short the hell out of this. <laughs> what happened on August 10th, man? It's like an <laughs> insane bull candle, but the price opened like at $26. Like they were trading around 28 the day before, and then it gapped down super hard. And then the buyers just stepped in and drove it back up like nothing happened. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, is a weird a candle. Like usually, when you have a gap down like that, uh, it keeps selling off. Man, that's weird. I don't. I don't even know what happened. Probably check the news for that day. <laughs> Something wild happened. But yeah, like after they kind of kept pumping for a few days, it was a hard dump, and then they rallied a bit, and now they're kind of hanging out. And I don't know. Might be starting to do some consolidation. But yeah. Once they kind of die off below that 21, um, they've been above, yeah, on the daily, they've been above that zero line for a long time. Um, yeah, it's a weird chart. I mean, the long term is is a pretty good uptrend overall, but yeah, they've been cooking for so long, you would think that they would have a little bit of blood. Yeah, I'd like to see them down at test that 24 uh, a 78 level again. So as soon as it breaks through that freaking train line, I'm shorting the hell out of this one. Nice. Um, yeah, they've been cooking pretty good lately. So yeah, that's definitely something I would be comfortable with uh, selling a call spread on. Um, I was looking at EWZ because I know we talked about it a few weeks ago and I was looking at it on the daily and then I went back to the weekly because that's what we were looking at. And yeah, man, it's crazy how it came right down to that weekly trend line uh tried to sell off way below it and then the buyers bought it up and there's like a wick sticking out there so i guess that was three weeks ago and then um two weeks ago big bull candle bullish engulf and then this little pullback last week but it's still above that 21 so yeah this coming week i think is going to be really important because if it continues to sell off and bust below that it could get ugly but if we get a nice bull candle this coming week and it gets above the 21 on the weekly, yeah, I could see it pumping. Yeah, it's like you said, it's going to be this is going to be a fun week for them because it's like it's not oversold anymore like it was. Uh, this thing actually. <coughs> shit, sorry. Uh, actually has been firing for God, what is that, like 12 days on the yeah. TTM? Yeah, I was looking at. Uh... PLTR as well and they were squeezing on the daily for like seven days or something 
and then they fired to the upside and man they've been above the zero line on the ttm squeeze for several weeks like as soon as they fired got yeah that's when they went above the 21 and then they've just been slowly creeping up um so yeah that level that you're looking at there around 2750 yeah if it gets through that i mean geez you're looking at like you're saying maybe up to 35 40 even maybe even higher like their high there is all the way up at like 45 so yeah if there's a lot of short interest i mean that's some pretty good uh short-term move up so yeah that could be interesting yeah definitely set my alert on that uh that price level on them so uh like i said i don't i don't know man i feel like they're they've the buyers are kind of getting exhausted at this point and this is going to sell back off. And if you draw, you can draw another trend line in, in a ascending triangle. So I don't think it's going to sell off too bad. I think like at the lowest, it's going to be like maybe 2388 before it starts pumping higher. But I'd honestly like to see that to, you know, give the buyers a break and then, you know, let, let some selling happen and then, you know, make a move way through that, uh, through that price level. Yeah, I could see them pulling back just a little bit, maybe, um, if they are going to pump higher. Because, yeah, they've just been above that zero line for a while. And those candles are pretty small, too, looking at this chart, um, especially like Thursday. Well, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, those are like pretty tiny candles compared to some of the other ones. So, yeah, we could uh, kind of see what happens here if it's like a small pullback and then a rip or if this thing really starts to get some selling. Yep. All right, that's all I was looking at next week. All right, man. Sounds good. All right, I didn't have any website news or anything, so did you have anything else you wanted to go over? Nope. That was it. All right. I'll catch you later, man. Cool, man. Catch you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of the WS Trades podcast. If you are not subscribed to this podcast, please subscribe. Also head over to YouTube and search for WS Trades. You'll find us there as well. We've got trading updates as we make our trades over there and also educational videos. So you can learn about different strategies within the stock market and options trading. And also please head over to WSTrades.com. Thanks again.